Welcome to Guru Live Glasgow! We will be releasing podcasts of today's sessions, plus original content over the coming weeks. Details of all our platforms can be found on the BAFTA website. Tell us about your day. We'd love to see your highlights. Tag at BAFTA Scotland on Twitter using hashtag Guru Live and follow BAFTA Scotland on Instagram and share your snaps. No photos. Anything? No photos. We all agreed. Good. Right, um, welcome. This is a whole hour, where, or more, that we can discuss, unpack and analyse selling programme ideas to TV commissioners. Um, my name's Toby Stevens. I'm head of Objective Media Group Scotland. My uh, production credits, it says here, include Have I Got News For You, Room 101, Weakest Link, Comedy Connections, It Was Alright In The 70s, Killer Magic and Last Commanders. I've never been a commissioner. Um... Commissioning was once described to me by somebody who made programmes as a lot like liking football and deciding you want to be a referee. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Uh, I think it's better than that. It's better than being a referee. Okay. Yeah, you know the songs about referees. Um, Who are these two? In the wonderful cardigan is Claire Zolkwa. She is Managing Director of Thunderclap Media. Um, who are the makers of the forthcoming Galdam Sugar on BBC Three. Um, Claire formerly is a commissioner at ITV responsible for, deep intake of breath, Celebrity Juice, which you may have heard of, The Only Way is Essex, which you may have heard of, Off Their Rockers, which you may have heard of, and Plebs, which you may have heard of, among many other things. And this, in the marvellous dress skirt, is uh, Louise Thornton, who is a commissioning executive of Digital, Social and Youth at BBC Scotland. Um, Louise has just brought us Sink or Swim, Jamie Genevieve, Hashtag Unfiltered, The Grey Area, Shake On It and Up For It, all of which have burst onto our screens since the launch last month of the BBC Scotland channel. So what I think is good is that Louise is here to talk about getting people who've never made programmes for television companies before. She's used to having them in, in her office. And Claire, obviously, is commissioned from some of the biggest companies in British television. So we're going to get a range, uh, a range of viewpoints. And trying to get stuff commissioned now. And is now trying to get stuff commissioned, like me. So um, we think there's a big question that sits under this that hopefully is the question that you're here to answer, which is... How do I get a commissioner to take a chance on me and my idea? So we'll plug into the commissioning experience of the two of these and uh, Claire and my production experience to hear how not to do it and avoid making all the mistakes that I've obviously been making for years and years. (laughs) And uh, at the end, if there are things, obviously, that we haven't covered that you're interested in or things that you want to go into, into in a little bit more detail, um, please get involved in the questions. So we'll start at the beginning. Um, to pitch, we have to have something to pitch. And in the spirit of there being no such thing as a stupid question, we'll start with one of those. What is an idea? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, for me, an idea is something that's going to capture my interest because it's something that you have obviously thought about um, and have reason to believe that it's worth 
talking about um, and it is something that can be realised visually on our television screens or our mobile screens or however we're consuming that content. Thanks for that. Tweet. <laughs> no, <laughs> start with an easy one. Um, and, and Claire, you will have been on the end of people bringing you ideas for years as a commissioner. Yeah. Now, when you're in the office and you're doing development, when do you know something that is interesting has become an idea? Well, I, when you asked this before, I, I thought that, you know, you, you talk about areas and territories and concepts and ideas, and I think the main difference between them is that a concept might be something that you suddenly drum up when you realise you've got a meeting the next day with the commissioner. <laughs> you think, we better come up with something good. An area is probably what you think, oh, God, that's not going to fill an hour. We better come up with something else to fill it. And actually an idea, I think Louise's description of it is very good. It's something where you actually understand how it's going to come across on screen. You have an idea of um, how you're going to use the medium of um, television or all the different devices that we use nowadays but, but for creating content. And you have an idea of, of how that concept area or territory is going to translate through your eyes into something that will become an idea, something that will become a piece of content. Kiddo, and the concept and territory stuff I think is interesting, isn't it? Because we'll all know when you're trying to come up with an idea, you, you sort of tend to circle around a thing that feels like it's interesting. Knowing exactly what it is when it gets to screen is the ideal situation to be in because then you can go and talk about it. But when you're a commissioner and somebody comes to you with, we have a thing that we think is interesting, how does that feel? Is that a good thing for people to come with? Um, yes, I think so, because as a commissioner, you're already kind of putting out your stall and saying these are concepts or areas that I'm interested in anyway, and that's not to say they're the only things that we would be interested in, but it kind of gives you a good steer of the kind of things that we're looking for. And then if somebody kind of brings me something, it's not fully fledged right down to kind of like, you know, this is how we're going to shoot it, and this is what people have in it. But sometimes that's the beginning of a conversation. So I think for me, um, if, if somebody kind of comes to me with it or emails me and says, I've got this concept, or I've got, would you ever be interested in this type of area? That can be quite a good question for me, because I can go, yes, I might be interested in it, but go away and have a think about this, that, and that. And that could all be done sort of like before even we have to have a meeting about it. You know, it yeah. could just actually be done at that kind of top line status because when you're a commissioner, you know, your biggest fear is that you miss an idea, I think. Would, would you agree? Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, we're all in this room, we're all ideas people. And, you know, um, when not being in production anymore, you're being on the commissioning side. My whole thing is I've got to try and like hear everybody's ideas because there might be something brilliant out there that maybe isn't quite there but once I get in a room with somebody and can see what they're like, work out the feasibility, you know, can I take a risk on them, then we can take it to the next level and maybe something brilliant could come out of that. And Claire, you, you've talked a bit um, earlier today about The Only Way is Essex and the fact that that came to you as a concept that we wouldn't necessarily recognise as it actually came as an idea. They right. had the concept and the 
people that were going to populate it and the way that they were going to shoot it and, and the way they wanted to broadcast it. And everything felt really exciting apart from the people that they thought were going to be in it. And you know, it certainly wasn't the only way They were talking about a, a sort of a surfy, cool, um, sort of sophisticated group of people in Bournemouth. And I was like, I love all this. But that's not us. But, you know, ITV2 at the time, probably still now, but particularly at the time was what I'd call day glow. I always think of things in colours, but it was really day glow and, and, and sort of more fake tan than, than you know, um, wetsuits. Is that what surfers are? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. uh, wetsuits and surfboards. So um, it was a really good example of the concept being really strong. But the, the the idea not not actually um, not actually fulfilling itself, and it was a really good example. I think we were talking earlier of, of the best ideas are often um, about collaboration, and that I really try and do that. As now I'm a seller, when I was a commissioner, I was a buyer, um, and actually the best the best examples are when you you're able to use your skills as a buyer to help the seller sell the best product. It sounds really commercial when we're talking about ideas, but it is essentially, that is essentially what we're talking about. Um, so um, when people listen to you and, and remember that you're just a person of influence rather than a... Uh, I, I don't know what people think commissioners are, but it's quite odd, want. isn't it? <laughs> it is quite odd. Um, but that um, that collaboration is so um, important because you know you're sitting in BBC Scotland, living, breathing, eating, sleeping BBC Scotland. I probably, as a seller now, I probably see well, if I'm lucky, 15 different commissioners a month or whatever, or, you know, whatever it works out as. So there's no way that I'm going to be across their channels the way they are. So if they can give me the sort of, like what I did with the makers of the only way, what became the only way is Essex, which said, was a great concept, but it's not right for our channel. If you can do this with it, then it'll be better fit for our channel. I think that is a really... It's really rewarding when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good point because, you know, um, UITV would be immersed every day in kind of audience feedback and figures and looking at your competitors and understanding your slots and your available audience and you, you and also you understand what's coming into you because I think one of my things, I'm quite new in this job really, but one of my kind of biggest things is like, ah, can I get back to people quick enough? And sometimes you just can't because you're trying to compare all these ideas and then you always have to look at something and go, right, but I still need to find out X, Y and Z before I can actually make a decision on yeah. that one. So yeah, I think that's a really good point about that the commissioners really are kind of immersed in that whole channel or platform kind of feel because that's that's the job, and and most, I think you know I I think most commissioners are very passionate about the world of which uh, as 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 passionate as as program makers I certainly always was, and you know my I always thought of my role as uh, when once I'd commissioned something as a brand ambassador, both internally, which actually is. Um, 
quite a big job, you know, to, to manage it through all the different internal departments, but also externally, and that, that, that you're, you're seeing things, you're seeing a brand, I'm talking very <laughs> don't normally talk like that, but... Um, I've gone with the analogy now. Yeah, yeah, let's stick with brand. Um, a brand, you see it from the, the top level and you can, you can feed that in. And I think when uh, people, when programme makers listen, I think, nine, I mean, it doesn't mean, I don't mean that I was always right as a commissioner, I don't mean that at all, but, but the knowledge that you have about BBC Scotland is so much more than the knowledge... That, that I would have, the knowledge that I used to have at ITV when I was sat there is so much more than somebody that's pitching to five different channels yeah. a month or whatever. So in a way, I, I think the takeout, what we understand when we're going into those meetings is if we've nailed absolutely everything down and we are inflexible, our idea isn't going to get off the starting blocks because there needs to be room for that, for, that, for it to become a conversation. Absolutely, and and also you 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 might get everything off, but but the likelihood is that even if I pitched the most perfect idea to you, I don't know as much about BBC Scotland no. as Louise does. So so she's got something to add. So yes, the conversation is truly important, I think. And so that question of what do we bring to the meeting if we've got an idea. What do we take to a pitch is an interesting thing, isn't it? So, so as commissioners, when we come in branching pieces of paper and we hand them over to you, realistically, in the meeting, how much of that piece of paper are you going to read? Um, well, there's so many factors that, that you know, would change that answer, to be honest, because you know, if you are a, a known producer and you come with track record and everybody knows your programmes and everybody knows the kind of style of thing you do and you're pitching the next quiz, you know, and you've already done a run of like X series, then, you know, obviously what you bring to that pitch is going to be completely different to me meeting somebody who's brand new, really young, not done any television. And it's all about, you're always thinking what's the risk, aren't you? You're always thinking, you know, um, okay, what's the kind of great thing that could happen here? What's the idea and what's the available audience? And you know, who am I going to hit with this? And how, how successful is it going to be? But can that person deliver it? You know, what's the kind of feasibility? Do they understand um, how to deliver on that budget? For me, I'm thinking all the time, do they know how to deliver for television? Because it is completely different. And, you know, I see somebody's got the social bag there. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so I'm commissioning the social, which is all about, you know, short form. And the way you deliver to the social is completely different to the way that we, we ask people to kind of, all oh, right, come on, let's get you to do a television show out of that idea. And then comes all the other stuff round about that. So what in that sense, you know, I would be looking at that and going, okay, I need to really interrogate this idea and I want to know from that person when they've brought that idea what have they done before can they shoot it um, you know, do they have access um, if it's a scripted piece you know, bring a script you know, give us an example of the people you're going to be working with, how are you going to cast it you know, who's your production manager that's always a really kind of key question when I'm working with new talent mm -hmm. and then I'm also thinking of new talent you know should I be actually um, pairing them up with an indie as well a more established indie can they do it themselves so um, 
I don't know if I've really answered your question. I think there's a lot of different factors depending on who it is. But yeah. ultimately, we're always looking for um, the feasibility of what... It might be a brilliant idea, but you might just look at it and go, but that person cannot deliver it. So, as a commissioner, what can I do to then help that person maybe take that to the next level of development or get the, get the, um, the experience round about them to maybe kind of like make it more of a reality? Mm-hmm. And I think if you are starting out, it, it's not a bad idea to get yourself in those, do that yourself, actually, to take yourself to the, the better known uh, companies and, and, and pitch it through them. Of course, it won't be quite as um, singular, but I always think that, I can't think of a single television programme that's ever been made by one person, you know, and um, is no, it, it, I suppose that's a very big difference from some of the content that's been created nowadays where it, it can easily be one person, but, but television just, I think it's almost impossible to yeah. be one person, even because to broadcast it, you're talking about all oh, people at a channel as well, so, so you, you're looking for people to... Um, Invest, go <laughs> to to be part of your idea and to 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 uh, believe in your idea, and then that amplifies out. And I always think that that's a good way because ultimately, having sat at a broadcaster for just under a decade, literally the overwhelming question that goes through your mind, particularly some, I, I really love ideas, so I'm fair, I, I love most ideas that I hear, but it's not a great thing to be <laughs> when you're a commissioner, because you've got to think about which one's better than that, um, but, but can they make it, can they make it, can they make it, because actually even the cheapest programming is thousands and thousands of pounds out of a budget that that is um, you know is probably under resourced nowadays so every commission is a risk commissioners this is kind of sound ridiculous but commissioners are very brave actually because they're taking a risk with with you know, spending the money on your idea rather than spending the money on somebody else's idea. And so the can you make it, I think, is ultimately the most important question. Assuming that the idea is a good idea. I mean, obviously, shit ideas are shit idea. Um, and I come up with them all the time. And, and uh, you know, everybody does. You can't come up with good ideas if you don't come up with shit ideas. I don't think... But um, assuming the idea is a good idea, I think the can you make it is what you really want to get across. Not in a I've done X, Y and Z, but actually perhaps if you're starting out maybe in a I've got these people on board and you know, I'm going to be making it through or these are the sorts of people I've been talking to about this idea. So to get a commissioner in that place where they are asking themselves can they make it the two of you have sort of talked already about top lines what how quickly do you want to be able to understand the basis of the idea that's being pitched to you um, I mean we get so many ideas coming in um, and you know we want to be able to give people a quick no 
basically. I think that's that's really important. Where I'm kind of like dilly-dallying on something, it's because I think there might be something in it. So, I mean, I would rather, you know, if I can give somebody a bit of feedback and say, right, just go and show me, you know, um, some examples of what you've done before. Have you got this access? Have you thought of these things? If people can kind of come back to me with that, then at least I can then move it on and think, well, maybe if I gave them a little bit of development money, they would be able to just go and shoot a little bit and then I could see. Because you're always sitting there going, I need that person to kind of paint the picture for me. And that, and within that, take me on this kind of like, you know, journey with them so that I can kind of understand what's in their mind. Really make it easy for me because, you yeah. know, there's like... I don't know, we use BBC Pitch System and we always try and make sure we don't have any like on red, but you can have like, you know, 80 things in there and you're trying to always balance them and that's alongside the ones you've actually commissioned and you've just started off and that's alongside the ones that are in delivery that you're complying. So you're always working at all these different levels so the people that pitch to you that can just really bring that alive with some visuals or even, you know, kind of what things have you seen out there that, you know, you're going to take a nod from, you know, I quite like it when people go, it's a bit end of the fucking world, but a bit this, but then I kind of like get that, I understand visually, or understand where their kind of influences are coming from, um, so yeah, paint the picture, de-risk it, de-risk it for us, definitely, because if we're sitting there going, I'm balancing this between 15 ideas, I just think that one's too risky, we'll, we just won't go for it. And Claire, any memorable top lines? That, um, that you knew as soon as they were out of the mouth it's in the picture. It's interesting, because you know, my development team go mad with me, because they'll come up with a, a document, and I'll say, nobody's going to read that. Can you make it bigger and put less words in it? Because actually, you know, if you, can, if, if you can't sell an idea, particularly in the world that I work in, if you can't sell an idea <coughs> the way you might sell it in a promo, um, the chances of being able to engage an audience in it are much more remote. And so I always write a Twitter pitch um, or, or a, a campaign tagline or something that, that really encapsulates the idea. And I think that's a really useful way of, un, of selling it even to a commissioner. Um, probably my favourite tagline um, was um, it's four boys, they're moving to the big city but the big city is ancient Rome and that was that was for plebs and I immediately understood that we could market that really easily on ITV too and that it would feel tonally, it would feel very youthful and vibrant and, and it was a really it, it, it was a really great um, pitch just while we're there, anybody in the room who's a scripted person? Okay, so so if we're pitching scripted, do we need a script? And how? I mean, both of you have commissioned scripted. What quickly for these scripted people? What my, is the process? In my situation, it completely depended. So at the time when I was commissioning scripted comedy at ITV, we were only taking scripts. We weren't. I had no money for development at all. Um, and so, in the end, you know, I was taking scripts from people, got a lot of people's bottom drawer stuff, absolutely, 
Um, whereas, you know, other channels, they might be much more interested in a treatment or, you know, seeing or it being talent attached. But I think that is where the homework that we talked about and about knowing who you're pitching to and how they want or what the situation is, is, is really important because I, I, there was no point in me even looking at treatments because I had nothing. I didn't have a budget that I could... Um, back it up with and in the end, you know, we did clubs and job lot like that. We did quite well, but I don't I never thought it was the most effective way of developing scripted comedy, but that was the that was the environment that I was in at the time. Presumably we've got more open well, we way of doing well, it. Well we don't have um, a lot of budget, you know, we're on a quite quite a tight budget. So um uh the working on some digital drama pilots right now. And because they were from new talent, what we asked for was a treatment, but then also some sample dialogue. And it could be stuff that they'd done before because it wasn't really fair to go and ask kind of like really brand new people to go and write the whole script for it. So and that actually worked quite well because then you get, oh I like the idea, but oh my goodness, they can't write dialogue. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of easy way of making the decision. Um on the bigger ideas, so the grey area, the one that um um, I worked on that when I was on the social I was working on the social and guys came in um, and they'd already written the script basically uh, and they had some tape of um, they were um, two guys who were just working with um, people who'd never acted before, they were workshopping them um, it's on iPlayer right now because whenever they were like, we commissioned it on the social as a web drama but then once they started like bringing back uh, some of the stuff they'd shot and I'd moved into the commissioning job for the channel they just completely over-delivered and it looked fantastic. So I was able to say, right, let's give them some like TV money and actually like, we can put it on the channel and they can make it a 60. So that was quite a kind of a strange example of commissioning drama because yeah. normally it takes people, I don't know, it's painful getting drama off the ground, isn't it? But they, because they came initially and when it was on the social, came in with a script, I could see they can write, they've got a story, they've got the narrative, they've got an episodic kind of structure here. Um, and because they had the tape of like the, these kind of very novice actors, now if they'd just come in and said that, I would have been like, oh, this is a bit risky because it's still thousands of pounds and oh my goodness, you know, can we really take a chance on this? But they'd already done all this legwork and I mean, the passion was there and the story behind kind of, you know, working in quite a deprived part of Edinburgh and just kind of making a difference in their community. Um, so that's quite a good example for it, where the script was actually key to get that off the ground. But for the digital drama ones that we're in, we're in script level now, and that's a good example of how we can maybe develop new talent and kind of crack open that drama not a little bit, because not everybody's got a fully-fledged, fantastic script when they're starting no, 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 out. Absolutely. Yeah, difficult to I know my colleague Gavin Smith, who commissions like you know, Still Game and all the kind of scripted stuff on the channel, the bigger the higher end, I think he would always want to see a script. Really. So I think what's emerging is that uh, you used the phrase, Louise, painting a picture. That that painting a picture for the commissioner with your pitch is absolutely the thing you have to do. do You might do it with a sizzle. You might do it with a treatment. You might do it with um, yeah (laughs) other things. things. you, you, you you, you've had people bring. Oh yeah. Yeah. People into a pit. Yeah, I, I loathe that. It makes me feel really embarrassed. Bring the talent in. No, I don't mind that, but we did a tender once uh, for a reality series, and there was 
Well, the, I th- I'll talk about the one that we actually commissioned rather than the one that... But we commissioned Celeb Air, which you probably don't remember out of it, but when they, when they brought in the tender and everything, they came in with trolley dollies and the guy dressed up as a captain. And I was so <laughs> embarrassed for him, you know, I hated it. But other people, you know, I've watched my old colleagues talk about, oh, it was great when they came out with the trolley dollies. <laughs> you know, you can't win, you've just got to do... Do what you think is yeah. right. I mean, I I did commission that. It definitely wasn't because the kids <laughs> really wasn't because of that. But that, again, that's interesting. That's interesting. Creating that sense of occasion because certainly my approach, um, because I think it's what suits me and the yeah. way that I think and talk and work, is that I need it to become conversational as soon as possible. But I know there are a lot of people who like to stand up and have a PowerPoint and, and take you through I'm as a commissioner. I'm somewhere in between. I didn't realise, because I've only started sailing in the last sort of like 15 months. So it's been, in, I mean, I sold before, but not in the same way. And obviously, having watched for a decade other people sailing to me, I, I learned quite a lot. And I'm more formal than I thought I was going to be. Um, and I actually quite like people letting me get to the end and then creating a conversation. You don't always get there because the commissioner might be very conversational. Mm-hmm. And certainly as a commissioner, I used to quite like um, having the time to just let the idea um, lead in if they had a formal pitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I think, yeah. It's interesting because everyone's different, aren't they? It's like not one... There's not one commissioner type to fit all, is there? And like one approach, you know. And I think that kind of it, it's key that you kind of try and get to know as much as you can who <coughs> you're pitching to, and find out about them and find out what they've done before and what they're interested in. Um, and maybe like you were saying before, Toby as well, or maybe it was you, Claire, being flexible, you know, and actually kind of going in there, because I've had to pitch to commissioners before and I've thought I'll go in one way and I've just totally got this feeling that it was not the way that they wanted to do it and I've had to change and I think, you know, I think that's probably a good salesperson yeah. to do that, yeah, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah. They would kind of read, read the customer to an extent. Yeah, must make a mental note. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm probably more chatty, to be honest. I'm probably more like... Give me, a, give me your kind of. I don't. I like when people come in and they've like got things, you know. Yeah. They've brought stuff. They've made an effort, you know. Thanks for that, you know. You've brought your kind of treatment, or you've got. I like seeing things. Me you too. Know, I, I do. And I always take stuff along, you know, even if it's only a couple of pages that yeah. has the Twitter pitch and a few pictures of how I'm imagining something to be. I know that when I was a commissioner, I really liked just having that visual stimulus yeah Um, which brings us to tapes and sizzles now we've got each of us have got a few bits and pieces to to sell we'll start with mine um, because I think it moves us slightly into a different place the 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 tape that I've got which is for now you see it which has had two series already on BBC One um, and I and we cut a sizzle because not because we were asked to, but because the programme is in this sort of weird limbo where it's neither alive nor dead. But we knew it was up against some competition from Magic Slot on BBC One. And a reminder, even when you've made two series, even when 12 
programmes have already gone out on BBC One on a Saturday night. Um, commissioners and channel controllers like to be reminded of what it is that they commissioned and what they will get if they go with your series again. So, Gordon, if you can play that. So that's interesting, and I think then tips us into uh, talking about, but a bit more specifically about what ends up on screen. So in Factual, we're talking about access and characters, and in entertainment, I mean, Claire, we could, we could perhaps talk about celebrity juice, because, because clearly coming to you with a, with a um, I've got a panel show, Yes, great, it's a panel show. The soap opera of the panel show is really, really important. So who are the people? So let's, uh, let's kick around a little bit of talent. So t t tell us about Celebrity Juice and how that works, and then Louise will talk about characters and, um, and access. <laughs> it's a long, long time um, I think one of, um, they came to us with Celebrity Juice, and I felt like a really interesting idea. And at the time... I mean, it was a long time ago on ITV2, and ITV2 had really just been doing spin-off shows, and we did a lot of Katie and Peter, a lot of Katie and Peter, <laughs> um, and I was looking for something that really, um, you switched on and you knew that it summed up everything about the channel, and um, so they came with Celebrity Juice, and actually it was Although uh, Lee Francis, who completely is that show and completely identifies the tone and everything about it, actually what got it over the edge, I think, was um, Fern and Holly. Um, that's not to say that we would have commissioned it if it didn't have Lee in it, because we wouldn't have. But it was the combination of, uh, A, a panel show that was populated, you know, at the time there was very few panel shows with any women on them, never mind two female team captains, and I used to always say it was a feminist panel show, which people used to laugh at, because it's quite a thin line between that and what Juice is, but, um, and I think it was really, coming along with them really helped us paint a picture of what the tone would actually be, and I think that um, that and and I wanted to say something about those pieces as well, actually, because I think we always think that if the commissioner likes something, then it'll be commissioned. And actually, I don't know about you, but I know that my job at the time is actually you're in a position of influence. You're not really in a position of power. I mean influences power isn't it but but actually what those those sizzles do is allow you know if you brought that to me to for me to take it to the channel controller and in two minutes sum up very capably what it was meant to be about and it's a real shorthand for um, when you have to sell because as a commissioner you're selling up the way anyway and you're selling so you're selling to channel controller and you're selling to the marketing team and you're selling to the uh, the business affairs team that are going to do the deal and if, if you've got something that can encapsulate two minutes what everybody needs to understand about the show it's really really helpful uh, and that's why if you don't do that you know that's why I think the Twitter pitches work really well as well because they just really condense down an idea for those that are basically working with maybe 
five different genres, uh, 20 ideas in each genre at any one time, so it really helps, I think. I think that Twitter pitch idea is brilliant because you know, I think when I'm commissioning for the younger audiences, I sometimes say to people, what what would you say to your mate about this show? Yeah. Like, how would I say, oh, Claire, you've got to watch this because it's that. Yeah. And it's that's what you're saying, really, about that being short, that elevator thing, just being able to sum it up. And you're absolutely right about the selling on because the way that we work in BBC Scotland is... Um, I'm part of a commissioning team. We've got a boss, though, yeah. and I, we have a commissioning meeting for my stuff every two weeks, and I take along my top ideas and say, ah, these are the ones that I think are really good, and then we talk about the business affairs people are there, and we talk editorially, and we talk budget, we talk feasibility, we look across the slate. Um, my boss and, and the head of business are looking across the entire channel slate, also what's coming through marketing, what are the BBC overall strategic objectives. So, yeah, you're always trying to kind of sell up. I may love it, but it's also got to fit in with all these other priorities as well. But as programme makers, it's our job to make the commissioner that we're dealing with love the idea. That, that is how we don't need to worry about all those things, but understanding that they have all those things to worry about, I think it's really helpful to understand that, you know, 10 pages of single-line spacing that explains every element of your idea actually isn't useful to a commissioner um, really at all, I would say. Unless you're in really, really specialist factual. Perhaps. Possibly. No. <laughs> but I know, I, I mean, that's it. There are companies who will create 20-page documents yeah. that, that go into the specific, specifics of the science or the uh, groundbreaking history research and those sorts of things. But, you know, that tends to be on that more academic end, I think. A bit like Blue Planet Live. Yeah. Like, my one <laughs> a bit like Blue Planet Live. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's not a bad... Hit, pick a hit and compare your show to a hit show. <laughs> yeah. That always works yeah. quite neatly. It doesn't always work, by the no. way. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, so I think one of the one of the other things that that we haven't quite come to yet is is how to do how to manufacture the occasion to pitch. So it was interesting. Louise talked a little bit earlier about that email that said. Are you interested in this? What, how does that sound? And you being able to respond to that email even possibly before there's a meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there was a Channel 4 commissioning day up in Glasgow last week. And Sean thought... So this, this gives you the idea that no two commissioners are the same and that there are no, there's no formula, there's no special source to add to this to make it right. So Sean Doyle, who is now in factual uh, features and features formats... Or, stood and said, uh, no, don't send me emails. I mean, just don't send me emails. I don't want to get emails from you because my inbox is out of control and I'd much rather you got my number, you can, you can get my number from my assistant, you can ring me. Or you can just set up a meeting with my assistant because I just want to have a conversation about it and my email's out of control. So you, you kind of go, oh, okay, that's interesting. Carl Warner, then, is the next person at the lectern. He's the new controller of E4. And he said, I'm completely different to Sean. I want everything on email. So, so that thing of understanding who it is that you are going to 
and how they want to engage with you is, of course, really useful. However, we might know nothing about you as a commissioner. So what are the, where, are, where should we go to get those hints and tips on what you're looking for, how to deal with you, how to get that meeting in the diary? Um, well, I think for us at, at BBC Scotland, you know, we're trying to be quite transparent about the way we work. So we put everything on our BBC Scotland commissioning site um, and we try and kind of keep that as updated as possible. And I think our emails are probably on that and also um, a link to the pitch system. And the thing is with BBC Pitch, it's actually really good because my email inbox is out of control. And that's why I put, like, it was somebody gives me a something and I can go, oh, interesting, or no, definitely not, because then I've dealt with it. The harder thing is when somebody has sent me their 30-minute documentary with a massive yeah. chat about it, and I'm like, I want to give that person time. This might be brilliant, but I just can't do that right now because I'm in the middle of, like, you know, five meetings and three viewings or whatever. So I think... Um, Go to the BBC Scotland commissioning site, have a look, you know, read round. Um, just, you know, Google us, just find out what we've kind of commissioned recently or, or what we've said in places like this or, you know, other festivals. Um, and then, you know, just because you don't know us, you know, you might not know the way we like to communicate, just, just try the email, you know, if it's, uh, you know, if somebody who doesn't want email, then um, try their assistant, you know, just without being a pest, just try a respectful way of finding to kind of, you know, get some FaceTime or get some communication from that person. It's really hard, you know, I mean, we've all, we've all been there, haven't we? It's, uh, it's really hard getting, you know, getting your kind of foot in the door, but you've just got to be really tenacious and, but, you know, be respectful, understand that, you know, these commissioners that you're pitching to are really, really busy and most of them, it's not that they're rude, it's not that they don't want to speak to you, it's just that they've got, like, a lot of ideas coming through, but, you know, just be on the right side of persistent and, and just try and think, you know, okay, so that email didn't really get their attention last time, what, what maybe could I just switch up a little bit, could I put in a visual in there, could I say, I see you've commissioned this show, I think it did really well with that audience, I loved this bit and I think this would do really well for them this just give us that extra level of, of thinking you know help us want to work with you basically and Claire let's talk about Galdem Sugar which is coming to BBC3 very soon uh, should we should we play the VT Gordon Roll VT <laughs> tell, yeah, tell us how how you pitched who you decided to pitch to, why you decided to pitch to them, and what that process was that ended up with that coming very soon. To, well, to reflect on one of the things that I was saying earlier about working at ITV for such a long time, setting up my own company has given me a huge freedom of not just thinking ITV all the time, and it really what it's really been fantastic. And um, I was I was kind of really interested in using constructed reality for a bit more purpose. So we actually developed this idea very particularly for short form on, on BBC3 and pitched it to Nas Hack, um, who's been absolutely amazing in understanding it. Um, what, was there a question for you who it should go to? I mean, what, what, could you have taken it to two or three different commissioners and you decided on Nas? Um, I decided on Naz because I met Damien who was running the channel at the time and he said you must meet Naz and so actually I came up with it for a meeting that I was having with Naz and the lovely story about this is that um, 
we were trying to develop ideas for BBC Three in the constructed reality environment, and I've got an intern who's from an organisation called Creative Access who place um, black and Asian minority ethnics. Is that, have I got that right? Yes, I have. Um, in their first jobs and everything, and it was her idea, and she found that girl. I mean, it's just been a delight watching her um, really expand into it. But I think what was really interesting about it is we've used, and um, what my pitch to Naz was, we're using the same uh, tropes that you might see in some of the more um, established. Established, I was going to say back. Uh, <laughs> established um, constructive reality and give it real purpose. And what has been fascinating about it is that we've really confronted some really interesting issues about money, about mental health, about um, all sorts of issues that feel very much what BBC Three's drive is. It, it, BBC might change what it's looking for now that Fiona's come in but certainly at the time it was very much what, what Damien was looking for and we're really excited about it because we think that it's got a real energy and BBC Three are excited about it because they've not seen anything else. We did do a, a, a sizzle for it actually after Naz had expressed a little bit of interest in it and said who are these girls uh, so we got them to film themselves on their phone and then put loads of swanky graphics over it because but we knew that it was going to be high octane, high energy. We felt that that represented it. And again, you know, what was useful about that was Naz was able to show that to the, the people that she needs to influence, and and we got our commission. We've just finished building it. So. How many meetings do you think you had with Nats? I mean, from, from first pitch to the to well, the green other thing because she's based in Birmingham, so oh. I went to Birmingham to hard because my nieces are really first to me, so I was double double whammy. Uh, so that that was a really useful thing, particularly for you guys, you know, when people People's diaries are mad when they're in the HQs, you know, Naz would come Naz I think comes down to London maybe once or twice a week and, and I mean she ran, ran, ran. But going up to Birmingham she was like, Yeah, I should go for a coffee. She was just so pleased to see me there. Um, and I presume that's um, similar, you know, when you're somewhere that you're not when you're not actually based there. So I think that that's really useful when people either are based here or come up here that um, try and get their diaries and, and uh, rather than worrying about where you're saying Louise, just, just on speed, we, um, we've just finished filming um, Last Commanders, which is a CBBC show where we've, we've turned a first-person um, video game into, uh, reality, uh, into an adventure game show. Sounds mad, is mad, um, but it took us two and a half years from the first meeting wow. to delivery of the show. I mean, we're doing all sorts of things that have never been done before in quite that order. So there was a lot of proving to do 
but it's not actually all that unusual for things to take a while. Only one. Only one. And he's backed it absolutely all the way, and God bless him. Um, but, but, but what's the quickest you've commissioned something to, to go in comparison to two and a half years for an entertainment show? Well, the quickest on the social. You know, you could commission something in the morning. I think in Natalie's snow day clip, they commissioned in the morning and then the afternoon is out. So that's why I love that model. You know, you can just believe in somebody, they've got a great idea because everyone's, you know, self-creators, you know, co-creating you know, creatively with the social, but, you know, they're going out and doing it. That's just amazing. Um, some of the things that I'm working on at the moment... Um, there's, probably, there's probably a couple of the documentaries that maybe take a few months to turn around and they're probably at the moment you know, working in the world of telly they're the quickest mm. whereas some things I'm commissioning now that I know won't go out for like another another year so I'm also commissioning into iPlayer as well so iPlayer's kind of tends to be a bit quicker turnaround yeah, than telly so some of them yeah there's a couple of comedy things I've commissioned that maybe we've done in six weeks for iPlayer Claire back at back at ITV. Yeah, Anything that that felt scarily fast? I mean, the most scary thing that I probably commissioned was um, just before I left was um, Celebrity Juice Live, but it was expensive. <laughs> and it was really really exciting. But it wasn't necessarily quick, but it was definitely. I mean, every commission scary though. Um, and I think that's really useful to remember that, you know, um, that it is the, the risks that people are taking and they're, they're taking risks in your ideas um, and, and that's a really great thing to do. Yeah. Right then, we, uh, enough of us, some of you. So uh, there is a microphone apparently. There isn't a microphone. Oh, you just did the microphone. <laughs> mine to give me the idea there was a microphone so um I, are there any questions from anybody we've got one in the front row so i'm not a newcomer i was at sterling 30 years ago I really those days. <coughs> but um i'm my agent tells me a very experienced producer in drama so i've done things like my mouth diary Catherine the break currently doing guilt um, for the channel, which I'm very proud of, thank you. Um, I'm also trying to produce my own stuff. It's scripted drama. Um, I don't have the money to pay for a script. And we, you said you commented earlier. That's what people expect. Um, I cannot access the BBC Pitch System, even though I've worked on background or winning dramas, you know, my whole career, because I'm not actually, I haven't actually been commissioned myself as a company. So how ruthless can I be about just contacting every person I've ever worked with at the commissioning level? As a jolly producer with my own ideas, or I'd like to bring those people up. What's stopping you? Shyness. No, not shyness. One of the best bits of advice I ever got in my entire life was uh, from, I don't know if any of you know Mark and Gary that used mm-hmm. to run in this show. He, he said to me, shy girls get no bra. I'm not shy. Yeah, but I know you are, but it's still a good bit of advice. It's part of the scripted, I think it's the complexity of the scripted world. Um, and, and you spoke earlier about, you know, getting into, bed, or a better phrase, with a, a, a more established company. In the scripted world, people don't want to do that. They want to maintain their IP, they want to be developing the projects within their own company, and those returning, and, and those being returning series. So, it's just me. I had, um, funny enough, getting on the pitch system, um, I had... Similar because I haven't made a programme for years and years, but um, a commissioner that was that knew me and that was happy to vouch for me 
got beyond the system. I think, you know, I've definitely got people access to pitch who have never made anything because of the nature of the people that I work yeah. with. Um, so I think there's a certain amount of discretion involved. Yeah. I, I, would, I would say, you know, if you've got ideas and you've got track records, then you should definitely... It's the difference between having a track record as a, a job in producer from being, you know, yeah. somebody that's come with the idea and had it commissioned. Well, you, the, the, you know, we're an industry that does pigeonholes still very much. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh, no, I think drama's incredibly, incredibly hard. You know, guilt's going to be brilliant though. But um, you should. So something like those digital drama pilots that I'm working on with Gavin. That is exactly what we're trying to do. And new talent doesn't have to be young talent, by the way. It's just it's like people who have never made um, drama before, um, or have never made it something for the BBC. So. Um, I would also uh, recommend the writers' room as well. Have you ever yeah, got in touch yeah, with them? Yeah. Yeah. I think because um, we've taken quite a few people through from them who are now, you know, writing some of these pilots. And you know, I mean, hopefully they'll be a success, and we'll, we'll do more of them. We'll have to wait and see. But I would like to try and get into that space where we can just open up that market a little bit because that's how we're going to get, like you know, the new scam or whatever. Like, you know, that's what I'd like to do. So how can you know that we have to be able to kind of like take small risks, you know, spend a bit of small money and kind of bring people through that way to try and get the bigger thing off the ground. And the other thing I would say is that you probably, I mean, this is sort of labyrinthine BBC stuff because they have a, uh, Louisa talked about it, uh, an online um, register of ideas that's called Pitch, but you don't need to be on Pitch to have a meeting. Yeah, no. so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Right. I mean, some of those I've done through the past. All I did was ask, can you, can you get me on pitch? I've tweeted commissioning editors and you've got an easy, so it's great. Right. That's a good piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Other people, we'll, we'll go here and then there. So. Um, if I can just uh, clear back towards that you mentioned plebs, I absolutely adore that series, so thank you for bringing it into existence. Um, I, I am very much a newcomer who's very recently moved into writing and even so in terms of um, stepping into television. So you said four plays as an example, they came with the script. Was that a pilot plus episodic achievement or was that a full series, like series one written with production? It didn't come with a script, but I didn't pay for a pilot script. They went off and did it off their own back. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so they didn't. They came in with a treatment, and I said that sounds fantastic. I don't have any money to develop <laughs> scripts, but please bring it back to me if you write it. And then I was chasing it for a while to try and get it. Anyway, um, and then once we'd seen the pilot script, we then saw uh, a treatment for episodes. I think if you're a, a, I think one of the really, if you're a new writer trying to um, trying to make your way, I think I think one of the really good ways of showing people that you can write is writing a spec script for an existing comedy or drama. It's very much the way the American model works, um, but I actually think it's a really good way to show that you understand character and everything, and it's quite. It's not that often that brand new writers get series commissioned, so it also it also acts as a bit of a interview for want of a better way of saying that. Useful, gentlemen with the glasses. Thank you. 
Um, hi, Louise. A uh, question for you. Um, with specific regards, I guess, to factual programming, what are you most looking for in terms of, is it anything from a particular part of Scotland, um, particular lengths of projects, uh, or whether, they're, whether you're looking for episodic or you know, singular projects? Um, um, yeah, so in my factual slate on channel, um, I've got about six hours of new talent documentaries every year, so full this year, but they tend to be half hours because um, usually, you know, when somebody's very new, you know, going from maybe just making kind of the odd little kind of, you know, ten minute film going to half an hour is quite a big challenge. New directors or new ones? New, new directors, well, sometimes new on screen as well, but generally new directors, so you might be making a lot in you know, uh, or you might just come out of college or, you know, film school, but you haven't shot for BBC yet. So those are the kind of people I'm, I'm looking for in that space. Um, but also I've been commissioning things under the sort of, like, the modern Scotland umbrella, BBC Scotland channel. So things like Jamie Genevieve, um, things, uh, things that have got kind of, like, talent at the heart of it that I think are going to work for a young audience because that's another part of my brief as well. So I'm always looking for the audience that don't currently come to BBC and BBC Scotland and thinking about who are the kind of names or the formats or the kind of the the you know the concepts of the areas that might attract them uh, to BBC platforms and we've seen that with Jamie so that was an hour and then I'm going to do a sort of kind of clear series on that as well. Um, yeah, I'm looking for things out of Glasgow all the time. We all are looking for things out of Glasgow because we've got a lot of ideas rooted in Glasgow. Glasgow's a brilliant big city, but we need to be going outside. Um, I need to find more diversity just generally um, across my slate. I'm obsessed with finding women talking to women. I want to find groups of women who are just like naturally doing brilliant things together. It's a real kind of, you know slice of life, kind of, you know, maybe in a world that we haven't seen before, I'd love to find that, so I'm doing some kind of, you know, work with certain indies myself to try and make that happen, but I'm looking for those ideas coming through the new talent slot, you know, things that, um, for those documentaries, things that have just got a bit of attitude about them, and I don't mean, like, you know, everyone has to be pure edgy and sweary, I don't mean that, I actually, that sink or skim that I didn't show the clip of, um, this was two guys who'd never shot any for television and they came and said, oh, it's this brilliant access to the stone skimming community in Scotland. And it, I was so new in the job and I just went, wow, so brilliant. Kind of odd though, is this okay? You know, and it was sort of like, then they, you know, they showed me the access they had, they showed me the characters, they showed me the beautiful sweeping wow. shots of Eastdale Island where the World Championships are held every September. Um, so that was just a kind of like, there is a community that I love stone skimming but I didn't know anything about that and now I can find out the passionate characters in there and there's a bit of rivalry. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for things like that. And what's my next sink or skim? Because I've been able to put that out pre-watershed and it's done brilliantly and, I, and it, it started off with like maybe it's going to be a bit leery and sweary and we were just like this doesn't need to be yeah. this can go at half seven on a Saturday amazing so the scheduler's really happy I'm really happy that we've got something that feels you know a kind of a kind of niche thing but we can introduce the audience to it and it went out on the first night of the new channel so you know those opportunities are there um, other idea, other questions in the back hello Hi. Of the types of projects that you really like to get, but you just never seem to get them. 
Well, I think I'd probably just, you know, kind of laid it out there, really, the things that, you know, are kind of, um, what did we, I think we first started calling kind of twisted Scotland, you know, kind of not the Scotland that we normally see on BBC Scotland, but kind of like, you know, getting into the heart of, like, niche communities, lifting the lid up, you know, looking under the kind of, you know, the sort of like the underbelly, again, doesn't have to be dark and weird, but just quite curious, you know, quite interesting, and just showing Scotland as like a, a you know, contemporary cosmopolitan country. The one that I feel I grew up in and went out in and experienced, but when I moved to London, realised nobody else saw it like that. So I'm looking for those types of things with the kind of younger appeal, but then... Yeah, just, you know, I know we say diversity and what does it mean, but we've just got to really think about how we reflect this country and all the people <coughs> in it and think about interesting ways that aren't tick boxes. You know, I don't want to just, just because that person's Asian, we're going to do something. No, I just want brilliant people who happen to be Asian. You know, I want it, but we need to actively do that. So I'm, I need, you know, programme makers to be going out and doing that legwork and, you know, actually putting the effort into it because it might not naturally come to the surface. I wish just of what I'd like to get commission. That would, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, huge budget. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, that's an interesting question. I don't... I think, um, you know, for me, when I set up Thunderclap Media, I really wanted to, um, I, I said I didn't want to be restricted by genre, I wanted to be restricted by tone, and the tone was putting a smile in people's faces. So really, I, my wish list is always to find programming that um, is uplifting and... Um, and, and is probably looks askance at the world, but sees the sunshine in it. And I like things that uh, that have things under the bonnet. So we've um, we've just got uh, more or less there on a commission for BBC Scotland Channel, which is about a group of uh, workers from the British Aluminium Factory in Falkirk in the early seventies who put aside every week from their wages fifteen pence and pulled their 15 pences and made westerns in the park at the weekend. And that's a nice story, but of course what I pitched was, here's the westerns, and what it is is a story about Scotland's industrial decline, about community, about men together, about work, about Scotland's relationship with Hollywood. And of course... At that point, a commissioner is like, oh yeah, this has layers and levels. So I think layers and levels are always really, really important. Other questions? We've probably got time for one or two more. One more, I'm being told one more. Lucky person in the striking chair. Uh, is there any directory for commissioners where we can find details, like email addresses and other you know, things that so most of the channels will have a commissioning page. So if you Google is your friend, if you go to Google and, and type in Channel 4 commissioning, Channel 5 commissioning, BBC commissioning, BBC Scotland commissioning, um, you will get usually embarrassed-looking photos of people who don't really want to have their photo taken with their name and then um, uh, the outline of what it is that they're looking for at the moment. 
Often, Channel 4 are particularly good, they give the departmental assistance email address as well, which obviously, I mean, you can work out what the commissioner's email address is, but that gives you several access points. So most, most channels will have and should have their commissioner information with the genre briefs. And, and, and as Louise says, some, some are really, really up-to-date and incredibly useful, you, but usually they're dated, so you'll get an idea of how in or out of date they are. Um, thank you all very much. I have another piece of paper to read out. It says, just a reminder, that your ticket to today's session will give you access to the closing drinks reception and play party. What is a play party? In the long gallery on the fifth floor from 6.15. So... We've missed four minutes of play party. Do come along. It's a fantastic opportunity to network and discuss today's panels. If you liked what you've seen today, then you should consider becoming a BAFTA Scotland member. There are events, screenings and masterclasses all year round. Check out the BAFTA Scotland website for more info. Thank you to Louise. Thank you to Claire. Thank you to all of you.